chapter twenty eight of the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers by simon landis chapter twenty eight dr juno arrested in his pulpit for selling obscene books dr juno was too wide awake to take to the baits which the bloody conspirators cast before him he was not a law-breaker but rather a law-maker and he practised what he preached which proved a perfect safeguard against such traps as were set for him and therefore the only possible way to imprison or kill him was to use foul means several novel but unsuccessful plans were instituted against him the conspirators connived with several policemen to shoot him some night as it were by accident the following was the designed manner of making all things safe and sound two policemen were to keep an eye on him and when he would be called out some dark night they should be pretending to be tracking a thief and just as he leaves his door they should fire at him with perfect aim and shoot him dead in a mistake for a burglar which would remove dr juno and acquit the policemen who would be lauded for their vigilance whilst very few persons would regret the accidental death of juno the foregoing was the plot established and actually carried out by deacon rob stew and two policemen these public guardians of private citizens shot as stated five bullets well aimed one night at dr juno as he was called to see a patient as soon as he left his doorstep these policemen fired and continued firing at him whilst he took to running in the direction of his patient until five shots exhausted their ammunition but they failed to touch him the neighborhood was aroused and when the report spread at two o'clock in the night that a policeman had shot five well-aimed bullets at dr juno mistaking him for a thief but utterly failing to hit the doctor all sorts of sentiments were then and there expressed his friends denounced these policemen whilst his enemies abused them for being such poor shots one officer did all the shooting and he told dr juno himself afterwards that he took special aim three times and whilst he could nine times out of ten hit a ten-cent piece at thirty paces he had been within ten paces of dr juno when he stopped to aim this was a miraculous escape the officer said doctor should i have killed you i would have had no trouble to be acquitted because i was sure you were a thief who came out of your house again dr juno escaped miraculously and the conspirators became superstitious because nothing can kill this innovator he was repeatedly annoyed by those who proffered their advice but nothing insulted him more than to have any one suggest how he should act or what he had better do inducements were next presented to him to leave the city even several thousand dollars were offered him if he would leave the place for a year but all such movements were treated with disdain and the propounder felt cheaper than ever in his life because dr juno would reply to all such propositions no sir the pharisees of philadelphia require to have one fearless and competent man over them 
who can expose their heinousness it may be seen from the foregoing history of the antagonistic parties that neither of them were idle nor did grass grow under any of their feet each was determined to conquer or die which was a noble determination for the side which had right to back it the religionists had the lucre position and seven-eighths majority which gave them immense power and influence whilst the single-handed reformer dr juno stood comparatively alone and his only power rested in his oratorical capacity and tact in explaining fixed laws therefore the public rostrum was his power sphere to cause a successful battle with his opponents he consequently searched for another large public hall of central location to preach in and as luck would have it an old german theatre had burned down some months prior which was rebuilt by a jew and at this time this new establishment was just being then inaugurated and dr juno succeeded in leasing it for sunday evening preaching as soon as the bloody conspirators found out that dr juno had rented the magnificent new theatrical hall in callow hill near fifth street they sent a committee of three retired gentlemen to the proprietor of this hall to buy him off they addressed him as follows mr s we have learned that dr juno has leased your magnificent new establishment for sabbath evening preaching yes sir he has said the proprietor do you not suppose that if you permit him to preach in it that it will ruin the reputation of your place no sir i do not sharply replied the proprietor well my dear friend said the chairman of the committee may be you do not know the odium that is attached to this man no sir i do not and i don't care as long as he has paid me my price and so long as he continues to do so i care nothing further what attaches to him or to you who are you anyway indignantly exclaimed the proprietor we are a committee of christians sent by the young men's association to consult you on this matter said the chairman sir i am a jew not a christian hence i spurn your proposals good day ejaculated the proprietor and walked away this ended the interference in that quarter deacon rob stew's course was now resorted to so this committee of retired gentlemen saints called upon the pious and obliging mayor and told his honor that dr juno had engaged the magnificent new hall in callow hill street and had advertised to preach there the following sabbath evening that they had been to see the proprietor to persuade him not to permit juno to speak therein but before they could finish their proposal he told them sharply that he was a jew and that dr juno could have it as long as he paid his price for it that they were just going to offer to pay the said price if he would not let juno have it when he said good day and walked away that the only thing now left for them to do was for the mayor to send forthwith one of his detectives to dr juno's office to buy from him a copy of each of his publications as he published and sold an obscene book and if the mayor would have a warrant issued after having said books and direct his officers to retain that warrant until sabbath evening just before dr juno should commence to preach they should arrest him and lock him up all night in a cell in the central station 
giving the particulars to the newspapers which would cause a tumultuous hue and cry the following morning which would turn the entire community against the prisoner the holy mayor coincided with this plan and true as preaching he had it carried out to the letter and dr juno was cast into a cold close cell with a horse thief End of chapter 28